Jeff Gum served for 10 years as a U.S. Navy SEAL at SEAL Team 5 with two deployments to the Middle East and as lead petty officer of the SEAL Combatives Program. He earned his B.S. degree in business management at the University of Central Florida and his MBA at UCLA Anderson, where he founded Sunga Life, an athleisure brand all about freedom. Coming up next on Veteran on the Move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. At Navy Federal Credit Union, every day is Veterans Day. They have a growing community of over 1.8 million veterans like you. Learn more at NavyFederal.org slash veterans. Talking with Navy veteran Jeff Gum, founder of Sunga Life. Jeff, you got a lot of great things to talk about. Got a great product line, great company. Um, before we get to talking about all that, we do want to hear what you did as a Navy SEAL. Yeah, so um, when I graduated college, I had studied business while there. I was close with my cousins who had founded several companies, and I knew that was kind of something I wanted to get into down the road. Mm-hmm. But my dream all along was to be a Navy SEAL. So I, I trained, I had a mentor, prepped for a bud, start swimming with some collegiate swimmers and everything, and then uh, went off to boot camp and San Diego, was, um, went, through, went through SEAL training and everything, had, uh, went through kind of three classes. I got, I got kind of sick right before Hell Week in my first class. This was in 2008, mm-hmm. and... and uh, I got viral gastroenteritis Friday before hell week, which led to me getting just puking for like two days straight. But I was like, I'm help. I had been healthy other than that before hell week. And I'm like, all right, I'm not going to stop now just cause I was thrown up a couple days ago. And then, um, but I was like extremely dehydrated, yeah. which I didn't, didn't really think much about. I was 23. I prepped, I, I was ready for it. I was ready for the, the big show hell week and everything. And then, from um, the first like day and a half went great, but then from being so dehydrated and having just had VGE, I got a thing called rhabdomyolysis. And then it's where your muscles basically break down so much that your blood becomes toxic with muscle waste. Ugh. And I suddenly became like the weakest person in the class. And typically it's never diagnosed because everyone quits when they, when they get it, because it makes you so weak physically that it affects them mentally. They can't keep up. They can't stand to the boat, can't stand to the log. I had that happening, but I knew I was supposed to be there. And I would also think about my grandpa who was a Korean war veteran, had two purple hearts. And I'm like, there's no way I can quit on my dreams, lay down my helmet, ring the bell. It was, it was nothing I could have ever done. So Eventually, an hour from Wednesday, they performance dropped me. They had give, written me a few chits because I wasn't keeping up with the other with the other guys. And uh, but I knew I was supposed to be there still. I just needed to be healthy, so I went instead of putting on the normal Navy uniform, the utility uniform. I I put on my dress blues, went in. They gave me another chance. I went into the next class. I went from never failing anything up till when I got sick in Hell Week to failing every single evolution. So then uh, <laughs> I'm like, what the heck's going on? I went to medical. They drew my blood, and then my blood came back toxic. And so I oh, got wow. I got 
sent on convalescent leave, like a medical leave for two weeks, Pennsylvania, just eating, resting, trying to get healthy. I came back and they didn't make me do in-doc again. Ty Woods was actually my instructor who the movie like 13 hours is based off of. Mm -hmm. He was like the hero of Benghazi. And then I just got really strong again, was all recovered, went into my third class back to back to back of, of Bud's classes. And now I, I was so mentally tough and I knew everything that was coming and my body was really strong again. And then I just kind of dominated my way through training and uh, graduated, went to SEAL Team 5, went, did my, went, you know, trained, trained with them, did work up, went to Iraq, came back, did sniper school, breacher school, um, Hearst cast master, was a source handler, and then um, did a POTUS mission to Hawaii working with the Secret Service and came back, did another workup, did a second deployment to the Middle East, bounced around a lot of different places with the crisis response element. It was on that second deployment, I was doing a hostage rescue training mission. It was kind of, we were the unit that would be responsible if there was something crazy with pirates or hostages or anything going on, something with an embassy that needed to be evacuated. We were doing all this training and did a hostage rescue training mission where I fast roped down onto a roof with a bunch of gear and went through, cleared the house, did all the stuff, came back, went to bed, woke up the next day and my foot like wasn't working. It was just slapping everywhere I went. So I'm like, what the heck's going on? This is like four months into deployment. And I just kept doing everything everywhere I went my foot would just be slapping everywhere. And they're like, yeah, you got foot job. I'd go to medical cause I had like crazy sciatica going over my IT band. And, and, uh, I thought something was going on with my IT band. And then after they talked to like neurosurgeons and, and different people, they're like, Oh, you, you herniated your disc. I'm like, my back is what's causing this. So then I had to fly to Landstuhl, Germany. They did a spinal decompression surgery, a microdisectomy, and and uh, literally the next the next I landed, went to an MRI. The doctor saw the way I was walking, and he's like, "You need surgery tomorrow. It's the only thing that'll make this better." Um, and so had to had the surgery. Came back and did physical therapy for several months, waiting for uh, the guys from my team to come back to the states and then i did a few schools during that time to try to keep everything going and then after i finished my physical therapy i became a combatives instructor teaching all the hand-to-hand -hand combat and prisoner handling for the mm -hmm. seal teams and became a lead petty officer with that we developed a few other courses as well and um and then that went on that went on for a while i my back started getting worse probably getting into like MMA fighting all the time with a bunch of pro fighters and guys in the UFC wasn't the best thing for a back that had just been, uh, you know, rehabilitated and everything right. and had a spine surgery. I had been through a lot of surgeries before I had torn my ACL before, before I went to actually when I was 16, my knee was always great. After that, I had had a shoulder surgery, um, a lot of different injuries, never really had an issue. Always came back strong, except getting, getting that spine surgery. It was never, it was never quite the same then. Mm -hmm. So I kind of kept having issues. It kept getting worse. And then I kind of realized it was time to pivot. Um, 
And I, I had accomplished a lot of things I wanted to do. Most of the things I wanted to do in the SEAL teams, mm-hmm. um, it was kind of a dream career for the 10 years I, I was in, but um, kind of realized it was time to pivot into, into the next, into the next thing. And I did, I did the honor foundation, which helps seals transition to the private sector and other mm-hmm. special operators now. And then we did a trip to Silicon Valley. And I was like, I, from kind of seeing my cousins, everything they had built, I knew it was something I wanted to do. I'm like, Oh, maybe after I go, I had a lot of friends in Los Angeles as well, who had done their MBA at Wharton and founded companies or business partners with Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor and a lot of different celebrities, Laird Hamilton and Gabby Reese. And I was like, realized what a, what like doing your MBA could do to like further your career and go into entrepreneurship and use it as a way to transition and learn these business analytical skills. So um, that kind of became the next goal. I founded the company while I was still active. Oh, you're, you founded a single life while you're still active. Yeah. So I had, so my last year, my last year in, after I finished the honor foundation, mm-hmm. I had gone to Brazil a lot. Of, I was always kind of looking for a type of company I would want to found. I didn't really have any ideas. Um, and then, then while I was in Brazil with the Gracie family who created Brazilian jiu-jitsu and UFC, I saw everyone wearing these sungas, which is kind of a hybrid between shorts and a speedo. It's a popular swimmer from Brazil. And I'm like, oh, these are pretty cool. And I was talking to a Brazilian girl. I'm like, yeah, I need to get some of these. I feel like a loser. I'm the only guy on the beach wearing board shorts, like <laughs> not getting as good of a suntan, walking around in a soggy pair of shorts. And she's like, yeah, they're so sexy on men. And I'm like, all right, I'm buying 10 of them. <laughs> so bought a bunch of sungas, started wearing them all over, and everybody was kind of jealous. And I was like, oh, you know what? I kind of see a niche market here. Uh, I could be the person that introduces sungas to the US. And I literally founded Sunga Life. It was just two products, kind of a minimally viable product, medium and large, and then brought that to the US. And then it just started growing, started making more sungas. Then a lot of girls were like, oh, I love the designs, but you don't have anything for women. So I started making bikinis. And then silkies are are really popular in the veteran community. They're like the, the workout shorts. The army calls them ranger panties and <laughs> kind of funny, funny names for these things for yeah. like, you know, special special operators and everything. But they, uh, I, I was like, okay, I need to... Use same material, almost made it like the Navy Seal Lululemon, really high quality Lycra, uh-huh. and all the same designs. And then I started making silkies, and I kind of called them the training wheels for sungas because some people some people didn't want to go right into wearing sungas and everything, <laughs> but they wanted to support the brand and what it stood for the patriotism, yeah. the courage, continuing to serve, and standing for freedom. Yeah, because the sunga looks the sunga's pretty kind of like, like a speedo in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I say it's got, um, yeah. Benefits of both and none of the weaknesses because <laughs> they dry off suit. They dry off really fast. You, uh, you get better. Some like suntans, you can swim faster in the water and then you're not getting your shorts all wet. And then you get out and you just throw on your board shorts and they're not walking around in a soggy pair of board shorts. <laughs> and, but uh, I made some really cool board shorts. I'm wearing, I'm wearing some now as uh-huh. well. And they got, Oh, I'm disappearing, but I got like pockets and everything there, uh-huh. but they're, they're just awesome shorts as well. And then made shirts and 
hoodies and Wooby hoodies and all kinds of different products now. Wow. So how did you like going back to the beginning of like Sunga, what were some of the first steps you looked into or which some of the first things you did? Like, how do I get Sunga's into the U S you're going to be the guy to introduce it to the U S market yet. You knew nothing about the clothing yeah. industry, nothing yeah. about textiles, anything. Yeah, but what I was good at was like problem solving and persistence. So it's like, all right, how do I how do I design this? And I kind of, you know, I actually became friends with someone who was a designer and they kind of helped me. They helped me find a manufacturer. And then we had some first products made and I made a couple tweaks. And then uh, I was like, all right, let's make 200 of these. Um, 100 in a loudmouth Patriot design, 50 medium, 50 large, and kind of gave them out to some influencers and friends and start creating content for it, growing the social media. And um, sales were still really slow and everything. But then I started making headbands and some polarized and floating bamboo sunglasses and, and just kind of trying to grow the product line and everything. I was still active then, and I had always wanted to also travel the world. And one of my, um, so me and one of my best friends who was born without arms and legs, my friend, Kyle Maynard, he's a champion wrestler and jujitsu fighter and bear crawled Mount Aquantagua and the highest peak of the Andes mountains and Kilimanjaro. And we literally went all the way around the world, 20 plus countries, uh, did a lot of epic stuff. And then we created, he's a videographer as well. So he created a bunch of really cool content of us doing the travels, used that to market the brand. Um, while I came back on one of the stops, I got my applications into UCLA as well, UCLA Anderson, mm-hmm. because I, I had envisioned doing my MBA and using, well, you get the GI bill, which kind of helps with living expenses and everything. Mm-hmm. And then using what I learned at business school to apply to my, to my company and to make it grow and scale faster. Mm-hmm. And that's literally what I wrote my applications on why I wanted to go to UCLA Anderson mm. and was, um, was accepted and then use it once it's successful, use it to help out with veteran foundations that I'm passionate about. And, um, since then been in the Hudson seal swim, raising money for homeless veterans on the, on, I'm on the board of the adaptive training foundation, which trains amputee and spinal cord injury veterans and civilians, and then redeploys them on surf, skit, surf trips and ski trips and wake surfing and give a lot of product to their athletes while they're going through the course. Um, do the honor foundation swim, which starts in Coronado swim a 5k over finishes at the USS Midway. Then you have an epic tribute workout to our fallen brothers on USS Midway doing pushups and pull-ups. Um, so a lot of really great things and going through the entrepreneurship pipeline at UCLA, I learned so much kind of built my team with other MBA students and, and, um, did ended up single life ended up being my master's thesis at UCLA at the same time. So it was Mm -hmm. like exactly what I envisioned being able to take what I learned from business school to grow the brand and then using all these resources at the same time to grow my knowledge, grow the company, help scale it. And then I did several accelerators at the same time as well. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. Hold on. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Veterans Day comes every year, but companies rarely thank veterans in a way that's meaningful, and veterans definitely deserve to be thanked in a meaningful way. 
at Navy Federal Credit Union, every day is Veterans Day. They thank veterans in a way that's meaningful. As a Navy Federal member for over 32 years, I can tell you that they get the military. They offer resources like VA Loans Hub and Best Cities After Service. They offer veteran employment assistance partnerships with nonprofits like The Mission Continues. They're a top VA home lender. They offer personal finance counseling. They offer 24-7 member service. They have a growing community of over 1.8 million veterans like you. Learn more at NavyFederal.org slash veterans. Insured by NCUA, an equal housing lender. Hey, we're back talking with Navy veteran Jeff Gum, founder of Sung- Sunga Life. And uh, so, Jeff, phenomenal story. I mean, getting sick in buds and actually coming back and re- getting healthy and recovering and going through. Um, you know, I think you said during the break that you were the first person to ever be uh, you know, kicked out for um, lack of performance and actually made it back and came through to finish. So it's phenomenal, phenomenal recovery there. But so you took, um, it's pronounced Sunga. Yeah. Sunga. Sunga. So you put, you took, you took the Sunga idea, Sunga life, use that idea to get into business school, worked that idea all the way through business school, just like you had imagined. And it, and it worked for you and you built, you built a team based off of other MBA candidates. So coming out of, coming out of MBA school, you're working single life. You've had a few test runs already. What happens when you guys get out of school and hit the ground running? Yeah, it was actually my final year of business school because I did, I did the three-year program to be able to take more advantage of the, of the GI bill for three years and also be able to spread, spread out my classes so I could put a lot of effort during business school, not just on school, but also into my company. Mm-hmm. And it allowed me to have more time as well. My final year to do these accelerators, which UCLA has incredible resources for all of that. And then everything went remote because the final year was uh, during COVID as well. So mm-hmm. I wasn't having to go to class and considering I had an e-commerce company, and I'll do the class there. So save a lot of commuting time. And I could just put a lot more effort into the end of the company at the same time. And I started doing Facebook ads as well. And at first the ads were very successful. And then I ended up growing the revenue to 500,000 in, in that year, which, which was almost like a three, three X from, from the year before wow. being able to make sure I had enough stock of inventory and, and other things. And then the year, the year after that, uh, after getting out of school did almost maybe it was like 70 or 80% like higher, higher than that again. Mm-hmm. So just being able to put a lot more effort into it, being, having more resources, knowing what I was doing more started building out the team had built out a lot of, um, things that became big assets like the email list and SMS subscribers, which is, uh, takes, takes a, like low, low cost, having those, being able to remarket to your customers at a very, at a very, in a very cheap way. Mm-hmm. Um, some other, there's been a lot of setbacks. Now the recession has hurt a lot this year, as well as, uh, Facebook ads have gotten kind of crazy expensive and the iOS update has made the tracking not nearly as successful. So when people can opt in 
to not being tracked on ever since they did that iOS update and everything, Mm -hmm. then the ads haven't been as successful. So I've had to scale down my ads a lot. So still facing lots of challenges and everything, but we're um, just, just constantly problem solving. That's all it is and not, not giving up. And that's, that's what you go through in the SEAL teams. It's what I did when I got sick in buds. And that, that's what was the greatest lesson for me going, you know, being, being 23, being pretty mentally tough and a good athlete. If I had never gotten sick, it's still SEAL training. It's still hell week. It's still hard, but I never would have been challenged to my core the same way where everything went wrong and I never doubted that I was going to make it. I pulled on everything, everything that I had doing, doing honor foundation. We did the strength finder and my strengths were like strategic were woo, like winning others over kind of being like, you know, I'm, I'm extrovert, make a lot of friends, uh, achieve achiever maximizer, which is take something good and makes it better and communicator. And I didn't realize that until doing new strengths, looking back at some of my greatest achievements, which like the honor foundation has you reflect on all that. Mm-hmm. And, and I realized I'm like, getting sick ended up being the greatest gift, having to fall on, fall back on all these strengths I had, which I didn't even know were my, were my strengths, being able to go in and communicate to people that I deserved another chance, having former mentors who are really respected seals call in on my behalf, say I deserved another shot, um, being like, you know, high achiever, creating a strategy to go after everything there. These were all what, made me be able to make it through that in that situation. And now whenever things go wrong in business or the new challenges that I'm facing now, I just, I, I, and I know I don't, I don't need to have all the answers, but I have an incredible group of mentors and friends and people who all want to help me and I can reach out to them and figure out the solution. And as long as you don't give up, you can find a way. Sometimes it'll be more difficult or painful, but but, uh, and that's, that's what ended up being the greatest gift. And now when things go wrong, I'm like, sometimes you need to be thankful for these, for these trials, because that's where you learn the lesson and that's where you become stronger. You've had a, you've had a lot of mentors and coaches over the years, right? Absolutely. And so you, you Still. actually, you, I, I, you actually mentioned before you even went to buds, you had a mentor and or a coach to help you physically and mentally prepare for buds. Absolutely. How many 23 uh, year olds? Yeah. How, how did you know to do that? Like how many 23 year olds know about, you know, getting a mentor and maybe even paying for him? Um, and so it's obvious why you had mentors later in life. Cause probably one of the most influential ones was the one you had that prepared you for buzz. Yeah. Well, kind of randomly, I, I was, when I went to college first at UCF, they didn't, they didn't have a, like a Navy ROTC mm-hmm. and, and uh, so I was like, okay, I'll do army and then I'll do like army ranger and everything. And after my first year, I got spirit cadet of the year and they're like, we want to send you to airborne school. And I'm like, incredible. I went to Fort Benning, went to airborne school there. All my best friends had just finished seal training and they had like longer hair and sideburns. And <laughs> that was just like, I fit in with all these guys. They were in incredible shape. We were playing basketball all the time. We went out to the bars and everything. And, and uh, I was like, 
oh, these are, these are awesome guys. And then as I graduated, I realized I really wanted to go the SEAL route. Um, they're like, we do all our stuff in San Diego. You're going to love it. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm sold. And I, uh, I, I went and did that and they connected me with some people who, um, were connected with the guy who ran all the, who did the mentorship. So to go to buds, you have to pass a physical screening test in front of a, a mentor. And that that's literally his job is mentoring huh. new like seal candidates and they sign off. And the first day I went there, I did, I wasn't even te- like technically signed up yet. I still had to go to maps. He's like, all right, you can sit on the side of the pool and just like watch. And I'm like, okay, that's all right. And then he's like, well, if you want to get in the water and just happen to swim in the lane next to everybody, you can, you can do that. I won't stop you. I'm like, okay, I did the swim. I did all right. I wasn't, I wasn't a swimmer in, I wasn't a swimmer growing up, but I could, I could swim decent. And then, then it was the push-ups, pull-ups and sit-ups. And I dominated all that. Then it was a mile and a half run. And I dominated that. Then he, we went to lunch, had a great lunch with the guy, came back and there was two more groups that had to do it. So then I did the next ones back to back. So I did three physical screening tests back to back to back and dominated everybody. And he's like, and I kind of thought all these guys who were going to like buds were going to be in incredible shape and a bunch of beasts and everything. And I just killed everybody. And it was my first day and I wasn't even like training swimming yet. And he's yelling at everybody. And he's like, you need to be in shape like this guy. He did all the, all the, all the PSTs back to back to back. And you guys are getting ready to go to boot camp, And you're, he's like, you're not going to make it both. And so me and him just like immediately bonded. And then when I got really sick, literally the guys he put through seal training, like, a decade earlier were all my instructors and he was like the most feared instructor. And he's like the person that's vouching for me. And they're like, Oh, he was weak and hell weak. And he's like, trust me, he's good. Like, (laughs) and so it's, it's, it's crazy the way that worked out. I might not have gotten another shot if he hadn't called in and vouched for me. And which just shows how important that is when, when things go wrong. Absolutely. Wow. Phenomenal story. Talk about, yeah. talk about who, who, you know, I mean, just yep. phenomenal. Yeah. Obviously your performance in physical fitness spoke for itself, but the right people vouched for you mm-hmm. and had witnessed it. So that's incredible. Which I think like you don't want to go to seal training and be able to do the minimum. You need to be in good enough shape that you need to prepare for your leg. Like your legs all messed up. You're sick. You can hardly breathe and you can and still, you can still like pass the tests yeah. and everything. You know, you gotta, you gotta be, be ready because I mean, it's, you're, you're literally working out. Well, the normal days you're working out like 15 hours a day, the days of, of hell week, you're working out over 20 hours a day. And and you got to be able to, to just grind. It's not the guy who's the best athlete. It's the guy that can, you know, be hurt and keep going and keep ticking and be in the cold water for an hour, be covered in sand and, and just never, never give up on himself. Wow. Crazy story. Hey, uh, we're getting close to the end of our time. Um, I do, first of all, how do we, how do we find Sunga life? So it's, um, at 
sunga.life on Instagram. That's that's the biggest uh, platform we use, S-U-N-G-A dot L-I-F-E. My personal one is at Jeff Gum, J-E-F-F-G-U-M. And um, and then there's Facebook, Sunga Life Swim. Um, and then on YouTube as well, we got some really cool, fun videos. Actually had a blast this summer, did Miami Swim Week and had all these, you know, beautiful Sports Illustrated models repping repping single life had a few had a few um like guy models too but then when it came time to do like the runway and everything we were missing we're there was only like a few guys and uh, my friend Kaj had literally just come back from ukraine like um training and helping some people over there he's retired he's a retired seal yeah and I just made like, you know, all these different flag sungas. I had a Ukrainian sunga. So he went out there with a super soaker and a Ukraine <laughs> sunga. And I'm like, I can't have all these people repping sunga life and not me doing it. So I literally like <laughs> threw on an American flag sunga, went out there with a Sports Illustrated model and walked the runway and had a, had a blast. It was, it was awesome. And then got a lot of cool p- PR. So if you even just Google sunga life, you can find a lot of the fun articles we've had cool videos that are mm-hmm. on YouTube and everything and been in like men's health and some other, some other fun things. Uh, some, I was on Mike Tyson's podcast as well. You could hear the story there. Me and Kyle Maynard, who's my friend who was born without the arms and legs that we did all these adventures together mm-hmm. and uh, t- like sharing stories with Mike Tyson about as r- surreal as it gets. So a lot, a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. No kidding. Wow. That's crazy. All right. Well, I'll give you the, give you the last word, Jeff. Uh, if you're talking to somebody that's on their way out of the military and looking for guidance, direction, maybe entrepreneurship's their answer. What kind of advice do you have for them? Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it is. I love about the freedom that it can give you. Now it can be tough, especially in the beginning. So if you can have another source of income, some type of job that you can be getting a steady paycheck while also building your like a company or an idea on on the side. And then a lot of veterans and people who are very self-reliant can be afraid to reach out to people and ask for help. But it's seriously one of the most important keys to success is reaching out for help, like relationships with people and because you're not going to have all the answers yourself. And um, so don't be afraid to reach out and ask, ask people develop a big group of mentors and friends that, you know, somebody might be good on the product side. Somebody might be good on the finance side. Someone might be good at marketing or social media. So kind of have these different people that you can reach to if you're having a difficulty in one area, because it's kind of like a table. If you start taking away legs, it's not going to stand. It doesn't matter how great your product is. If you don't have any marketing, it doesn't matter. Good matter how good your marketing is if your product's bad yeah. <laughs> like you know it doesn't matter how good either of them are if you don't have any like finances you know so or your books are all messed up so you got to really be able to be it's kind of like being a seal you don't have to be the best swimmer the best runner the best um you know at push-ups and pt and everything uh-huh. but you there's like a minimum standard that that you got to be yeah so um that's what I would shoot for. You gotta, you can't just focus on what you're good at. You have to eliminate your weaknesses, but then focus on your strong point at the same time. Absolutely. All right. Well, great info and, uh, you know, appreciate you you sharing your entrepreneurial success story and uh, we look forward to your future success. Thank you, Joe. Such a pleasure talking with you. 
You bet. All right. These two veterans are asking Mike. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike. <laughs>